listening to the Loving BDSM podcast, episode 288. Kayla Lord's here with the one, the only, the... I've already said all my amusing things for other recordings, and now I'm like, I have I got nothing. John uh-huh. Brownstone. <laughs> I love you. I love you too, baby girl. Okay, we'll take that. This week, we're talking about mindfulness, meditation, and BDSM, hmm. based on an article we came across online that talked about actual research and was interesting. Not because we are experts on mindfulness or meditation. <laughs> <laughs> Let's be clear here. Welcome to the Loving BDSM podcast. If this is your first time listening, glad to have you. If you're back for another week, welcome back. Loving BDSM is produced every Tuesday and Friday for your kinky pleasure and education. And show notes are found at lovingbdsm.net. Come back often and feel free to add the podcast to your favorite podcast app. You can also follow the show on Twitter at Loving BDSM, on FetLife at Loving BDSM PC, on Instagram at that handle I will forever fucking hate, Loving DS and the number one, so that's at Loving DS1, or on YouTube at youtube.com slash Loving BDSM, where you can watch us live stream the podcast every Wednesday. All links are in the show notes. A big thanks as always to our kinky patrons over on Patreon, including our newest peeps. We see you, we love you, we're so grateful to you. Uh, If you'd like to join our kinky community and get access to extra content and a Discord server with a group of super cool, super Hmm. nice kinksters, join us at patreon.com slash killalords for as little as $2 a month. That's patreon.com slash killalords or use the link in the show notes. So I feel like I should get a cookie for this because I've been a brave little girl. There's no announcements. What? I got nothing what? To, to promote, hawk, sell, encourage, or beg for. I mean, who, do I? Yes. Am I going to now? Who are you and what have you done with my announcement-driven baby girl? I don't know. Well, the, we're about to get into, like, serious holiday season is coming. There'll be a coupon <laughs> code of sale and offer of something. I figure we could all use the break. Um, so, the uh, this as we already discussed, today's topic, mindfulness, meditation, BDSM. Uh, reminder, everything that I discuss, a reference, including the article this discussion is from, linked in all the places. Um, so I want to start with the thing that kind of uh, threw me off, which is this very interesting article came from Mashable, which is huh. like a BuzzFeed-esque, mm-hmm. uh, Cosmo-esque, like they're trying to be in that intersection of pop culture and also listicles and, and oh, buy these things because it's an article filled with nothing but affiliate links, which I'm not hating on them. I'm, I respect the game. It's fine. Um, so, um, yeah, so that was the first fascinating thing. It um, came out back in March, and I've had it bookmarked since because I went, oh, oh, we've got to have this conversation because the headline like grabbed me, and it was BDSM and meditation are more connected than you'd think. Now, the more connected than you'd think, I think, is really for the people who are not into kink and have never actually uh, done anything with it because I think that even if you have not gotten to some of the top space and subspace that we often talk about and is referenced mm-hmm. in this article, I think you kind of can already have had the experience of um, a BDSM experience, whether it's a kink scene or being very deep in your power exchange, you know, not just being a surface level, like these are just some things we do, of it being something that you become deeply connected to which tends to happen with anything that's related to mindfulness or meditation. Um, but uh, as for the meditation side of things, oh, thank you for that. I just realized what you did. Um, <laughs> uh-huh. um, I know from personal experience that there are times where we're doing something kinky um, and it becomes a very meditative thing on, uh, from my perspective. Yeah. Um, especially if it's rhythmic and you stick with the rhythm. Like if you do a flogging and you find a pace mm. and an intensity and you kind of stay there, I partly to deal with any pain that's coming through so that I don't like hold on to it. It doesn't hurt in a bad way and it feels good. And partly to try to um, embrace the experience and be present in the experience. Because mm-hmm. I have one of those minds that wants to go to my to-do list even when I'm getting kinky. Um, I try to just sort of take deep breaths and just notice the sensation and the rhythm. The times that are the, that experience is hardest is when you change the pace, the rhythm, the intensity, and you're playing and, yeah. and you're trying to get reactions from me instead of just the act of doing the thing. And what's funny is that experience that I know I have, and it's not one that I think about 
all the time or come back to a lot, I just know I have it, is absolutely tied to a lot of what was said in this article because it mm -hmm. is a level of mindfulness in a technical sense if we're going to define mindfulness um, technically speaking, which they did. I took so many notes. I was like, uh, <laughs> uh, wow. so... First, I want to, so I'm going, I'm going out of order on my notes, so this is going to be more chaotic than it would have been otherwise. So in the article, they say that mindfulness, in the way that we think of it in attached to meditation and um, being in the moment, is comprised of, they say, five skills. Observing, describing, acting with awareness, non-judgment, and non-reactivity to your inner experience. And... <laughs> In the example I just gave where mm -hmm. when you're in a rhythm and I can get into that rhythm with you, I I react, but I react with pleasurable size or I react sure. with, oh, this feels good. Or when you check in for a color, I'm like, oh, yeah, green. And that's when it's sort of meditative and I'm in the moment mm -hmm. and I'm going with sort of the flow of it. When you change the pace up, I can't be in that moment in all five mm. of these skills because I'm going to have a reaction and I'm gonna. there's going to be a judgment there of, Al, that hurts. No, I don't like that. Oh my gosh, he's doing that to watch, to hear me scream or to watch me dance on my toes. And so I'm, I'm having a good time, but I'm not necessarily having the same kind of mindfulness moment. Mm. I have to cough a lot. Okay. <clears throat> Trying not to cough into the microphone. So I thought that was fascinating in and of itself. Um, but what the whole point of this kind of article was, was not just the fact that, oh yeah, there's meditative qualities to BDSM and there's mindfulness qualities to it. Some of us are going, yeah, I know. Um, it was the fact that somebody actually studied this. They wanted to yes. sort of answer that question. Mm -hmm. Now, um, it is a small sample size. It hasn't been replicated. So is it a perfect study? No, but hey, anytime somebody wants to empirically and in, in as an objective way as possible study BDSM, I'm freaking here for it. Um, in the article, they talk to and cite heavily um, from Kara Dunkley. She, um, they're a clinical psychologist from the Sexual Health Laboratory at the University of British Columbia. Okay. Um, they purposely studied BDSM and mindfulness. And what they noticed was that the group that practiced BDSM in, scored higher on most traits associated with everyday mindfulness, which is different than the kind where you go off to a quiet room and maybe there's some music in the background and you own your way through it. That's okay if that's what you do, but there's what they called everyday mindfulness, which is bringing present moment awareness to ordinary tasks rather than the formal meditation. Okay. So like you're in a kink sense, you're hitting me with the flogger and I'm like, that flogger feels this way. Here comes another strike. While well, my skin is, and I'm, I'm not. My mind's not wandering. Um, and I guess the study was that by being into kink and practicing certain levels of mindfulness, whether we're aware of what we're doing or not, okay. we then that kind of also translates into other parts of our life as well. Gotcha. Um, do you, based on how they defined mindfulness, mm -hmm. do you have memories of or uh, experiences that you're like yeah i was having something like that but from like the dom perspective yeah and and also something of a more um uh, personal perspective uh when you first sent me the article and i opened the email that you sent mm -hmm. and and you told me what it was i hadn't even read the article yet but i was like yeah. I know. Sorry, confirmation bias. Yeah, yeah that is true. This, that this, headline is this, true. This works. <laughs> I, I I can definitely see the correlation. Mm -hmm. And and let me explain this on on a little bit more of a, a personal note for myself. Um, a, a number of years ago, um, the the healthcare company that provided the insurance where I worked. Um, they were quite aware that I had been back and forth to the doctor a number of times for my back. And they sent me an invitation for joining this group uh, of mindfulness, mindfulness meditation for pain. Mm -hmm. 
Um, yeah, I'll, I'll try it, check it out. And, and I loved it. Um, it was based on the fact that through meditation, you can manage chronic pain. Which they referenced in this article. Yes. Mm -hmm. All right. And I am so glad I, I went through that. It was an amazing course. I learned so much. The meditations were amazing, and they did help me. Now, I have what I have come to term a certain normal level of discomfort with my back. I always have some small level of pain. Now, over the years, when we have engaged in doing scenes, whether it's a dungeon, whether it's at home, I become so focused on what we are doing in our scene together, how things are, are interacting and, and playing out, that level of discomfort mm -hmm. that I always have dissipates. Mm -hmm. I do not notice it anymore. Because your focus is elsewhere. Because my focus is so intently put somewhere else. Which that makes sense in a non-kink way. I have noticed recently I can work through headaches, sinus pressure, mm -hmm. early parts of migraines before they get debilitating if I'm deeply engaged and focused in what I'm doing. And that's in a right. very vanilla aspect. If I'm sitting at my mm -hmm. computer working on something, I will not notice the pain until I stop and I kind of come back to my own self-awareness. Right. And then I almost think it feels worse at that point because it almost hits you all at once. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so you're like, wait, mm -hmm. oh, I was just working under a lot of relief here. I did not feel this. Yeah. Um, but that does make sense to me from, yeah. from a kink perspective. And, and more so in, in the kink aspect, I have, o over the years, I, I have talked um, more so um, to the fact that um, I have said numerous times that when we are in a scene, especially in the dungeon with the, with the music, the, the people, that all that fades away. Mm -hmm. the, the periphery around where we are playing disappears and everything, I become hyper-focused on what is going on between you and I. Mm -hmm. Which they touched on that in the article as yes. well. Which yes. the, uh, reading this was such a joy. <laughs> it, it was. <laughs> because I was like, I, was I like, see myself, I see myself, yes. I see myself. <laughs> yes, yes. And and so, yeah, I, I definitely do, you know, see and understand that on yeah. several levels. We might not. I mean, if you're not somebody who walks around thinking about mindfulness and you don't mm -hmm. meditate in a formal way and you just don't think about that stuff like that, you it's not a necessarily a conscious thought that you're having of, oh, that scene I just had was very meditative. Um, but I think you recognize yourself in it when you start thinking about the experience you have versus how mindfulness and meditativeness um, get described and explained. One of, um, so several things you said were also referenced in the article. I'm going to try and go back in order. So the yeah. one on chronic pain I thought was really interesting. And they noted, I think partly in the study and partly like other people they talked to in this article, that the meditative aspect of BDSM, um, whether that is through dom space, top space, or mm -hmm. subspace, which they did talk about a bit in this article that was also kind of fascinating, um, is very similar to what um, people who, uh, people with chronic pain who learn about mindfulness and meditation go through, which is that you develop the skill of noticing, accepting, and then letting go of negative emotions we typically associate with pain. And in that explanation, they're really talking about the bottom or the submissive who is yeah. um, on the receiving end and may be experiencing pain or other unpleasant sensation from the scene. And that is an example of the meditative aspect. The other side of that though, is where you talk about how you focus and everything else falls away. So mm -hmm. we call in kink, we call that top space or dom space, but outside of kink, that experience is universal to people who 
focus and are present in the moment with the thing they're yeah. focusing on. Then the athletic world, it's typically called in the zone. Yeah. In work models, it's called a, a creative work models, especially it's called that flow state. Mm-hmm. All else falls away and you focus in on this thing that you're doing and you're, you almost embody and you're deep in the thing that you do but in, in, and you don't notice in other... each and each and every case it is a form of mindfulness it's Absolutely. It's, it's, it's a form it's all of the same thing. it's a form of being in the moment mm-hmm. and i think that that being in the moment that flow state um occurs regardless of which side of the slash you are mm-hmm. and even outside of the whole kink scene um like i said they spend a lot of time talking about bottoms and receiving pain and they they use pain as the main example in this piece and then towards the end there was like two sentences were like but it's not just pain i was like oh okay no duh um but i think of it in terms of um when, whether it's been in a scene or just part of a thing we're doing when i'm very much in a submissive mind state of mind I'm not in subspace. I'm not floating, um, which they do. The people in the article, the experts or whatever, were saying that what we describe as subspace is not dissimilar to what people who do meditation for spiritual um, purposes and who find their own floaty feeling. Mm-hmm. It's kind of the same thing, just like top space is being in the zone or being in a flow state. Yeah. But I can get sometimes, it's been a while, but I can get to a flow state kind of thing by being just very submissive and it not being about floating. So I remember okay. scenes, um, they weren't very like, there wasn't a lot of activity, but like I was in, holding my body in a position. I was waiting for you. Like I, you had me like maybe kneeling on the ground or you had me um, sitting still or whatever. Um, eyes usually eyes down and you weren't talking and I wasn't talking and I was supposed to sit there in silence and wait for you. And there's Mm -hmm. that moment for me where it's tough where I'm like, what's going on? What's happening? And I'm not mindful. I'm very aware of everything outside of myself. And then there have been times where I've slipped into that sort of zone area Mm -hmm. and I'm aware of my breath and I'm aware of my body and I'm time stops or stands still for a little bit. And you know, I'm, I feel as submissive and small and, you know, all of those things I want to feel as I ever do. And it's not floaty and it's not part of this. It's part of the scene, but it's another aspect of mindfulness and, and meditativeness mm-hmm. um, that I, is not floating at all. It's more like what you're describing of everything else falls away. It's just me mm-hmm. in this moment. Um, I do not get there all the time. <laughs> I actually get there quite rarely. When I do, it's wonderful. It, it It's coming out of it is a little bit like coming out of a dream-like state. Mm. You're like, oh, this is what the real world feels like. Okay. <laughs> um, I tend to be super relaxed after that. I also tend to be sl- kind of sleepy after that. And I know you've talked about when you come out of your flow state and top space, you're usually energized. I'm, I'm, I'm usually energized. Mm. I put you to bed and I'm... I know, it's delightful. I, you know, it's yeah, delightful. I, I tuck you in and, and I'm off doing my thing. <laughs> yeah. Um, so the another part of this article is they were talking about the bottoms experience and they were talking about subspace a bit Mm -hmm. um but this stood out to me as well they said bottoms must be very aware of their own internal experiences and emotional states and their moment-to-moment response during a bdsm activity Mm -hmm. and to physical sensations because they need to differentiate between safe pain and pain that could be indicative of real harm and i'm over here going yes that is absolutely Mm -hmm. right it never occurred to me, to think of that awareness as a form of mindfulness. And I think of it yeah. as I got to I gotta be here in the moment so I can keep my damn self safe is how well, I'm thinking of it. And, and in line with that, there, there was a, a uh, comment made in the article about how um, tops, the tops, are viewed as guides. Yes, yes. Okay. I, uh, maybe I didn't highlight that okay no i didn't highlight that because basically the the top is guiding you through that sensory sensory journey yes you know and the mindfulness of the top 
comes in because, you know, have to be very aware of, you know, again, you have to be aware of the receiving of good pain or bad pain. Mm -hmm. And my job is to deliver Mm-hmm. The good pain and not the bad. Right. And they the quote that I I came from, I think this is right before the part you're referencing, they say, tops must be externally attentive to the emotional and physical responses of the bottom through mm-hmm. very controlled focus and consciously adjusting their actions accordingly to keep it pleasurable. It is a bit of the give and take of, in this case, we're primarily talking about scenes, but I think it's mm-hmm. equally true in power exchange where I have to be present enough in my body to be able to say, that went well and that didn't. This needs to adjust. That's mm-hmm. good. That's bad. Oh, also breathe. Remember to breathe. Uh, yeah. And you have to be aware enough to, one, hear me give some level of feedback. Sure. And also to adjust if you're getting subtle signs and cues mm-hmm. instead of even just less overt ones. And so we're in a state of being present in the moment, but it's also a connected state. Like one right. is not... We're not fully independent of one another in that moment because we're we're feeding off of each other. We are communicating sure. sometimes without words to one another based on what we're seeing, what we're doing, what we're feeling. And so you can't have one without the other. Right. And and I, mean, I know you can, but I, I know for, I know for myself, I mean, I love hearing um, the good sounds that you make. Mm-hmm. All right. But as but, a sadist, your idea of good sound is sometimes different than my idea of good sound. Well, Just saying. yeah. Just putting okay. that out there. <laughs> but uh, that being that being said, mm-hmm. all right, I mean, I'm also listening to the sounds you're making because I, I pretty much know the sounds you make for the things you like mm-hmm. and the sounds you make for things that shouldn't be. Oh, yeah. All right. And, and the same thing with your body language. Mm-hmm. And that comes from having been together long enough. Sure. Like you don't start on your first day playing like that. You have to use a lot of, you're actually a little, yeah. you're mindful on one level, but you're less mindful on another because you have to check in. Mm-hmm. You have to ask. You can't, you, it's, some people maybe can, but it is rare to be able to literally just flow completely and never once have to break that. To go, hey, are we good here? Is this working okay? Um, because you don't know what the, sometimes what the sounds mean, especially in BDSM, because one person's no, 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 stop that is another person's please don't fucking stop at all. Right. And if there's in any part of you some uncertainty about that, you can't just take that on faith until you have learned that about the person you're playing with. Mm-hmm. So some of that, not all of it, but some of that mindfulness comes later as you learn each other some of it can happen right off the bat um for me the perfect example is anytime you do something that's not too overwhelming or you've built up from not overwhelming at all and built up to that that really intense Mm -hmm. there's a lot of sensation going on and you've done it gradually but if there feels like a rhythm to it for me then i can fall into a certain level of that it's not unlike my experience with um, figuring out that while I struggle with the sort of mental meditation of sit quietly, notice your thoughts, but let them go (laughs) kind of thing, um, I can do very physical activities, not very physical, but I can do do physical activities and those feel meditative. Part of the reason I really enjoy cross-stitch, it's just a bunch of X's, okay? I just have to know how to count to 10. It's fine. Um, It's because if I can get into a a state where I'm not constantly changing back and forth or changing thread or whatever, and I just flow, I get into that flow state. And it Mm -hmm. is very meditative for me. And I come away from that feeling very zen and relaxed and at peace. And like, I just did something that I know takes time and takes some level of effort, but I'm energized by it. And I'm I'm calmer because of it. The same is often true in certain forms, for us, for me at least, certain forms of kink play, but there's got to be that rhythm to it. And I I don't know because I don't know mm-hmm. anything about anything when it comes to this, but I wonder if part of it for me is the need for a rhythm that I can predict and rely upon, if that has anything to do with the parts of me that are super anxious and don't like spontaneity and don't like change and like to just 
find a pattern and stick with it. Mm -hmm. Like, I don't think that's universally true for everybody who can find a flow state in a rhythm or people who are anxious and, you know, like, that's not true for everybody, but I do wonder if there's a correlation with mm. that, like the comfort and the mindfulness of not having, oh, that was my hip popping. Sorry, y'all. Oh. That's what happens when you get old. Yeah, um, I thought that was the chair, but no, yeah, that was okay. my body. <laughs> um, I wonder if there's something to it, if there's a comfort in it. Mm. If it's because there's a rhythm, I don't feel the need to be hyper aware and trying to second guess yeah. and predict what's going to happen. Well, let's let's go into another little um, aspect of this here. Um, you know, one of the things the article talked about was how this allowed bottoms to be able to kind of put away the stress of the day. Yes. All right? Yes. Um, you know, and, and they did go into it more so in the, um, you know, sadist masochist mm -hmm. type of, of thing, which they did kind of go into, you know, the, which was the bulk of the article. Sure. I think because but, people relate more to BDSM with pain and yeah, that kind of stuff. But now let's, let's flip that a little bit because I know... I have seen over the years a number of S-types, you know, they're at work all day mm -hmm. and they're on, mm -hmm. okay? You know, they're, they're, they're hammering their job out and doing what they do. And they come home, they want to put that behind. Mm -hmm. I know for a number of people, the simple act of walking, of coming home, walking in the house and putting a collar on. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Is an, is enough to bring them, yeah, to to that state to a certain extent. It it's just the the act of you know feeling that collar on their throat mm -hmm. and and knowing that that power exchange is now there. Yes, and I would absolutely agree with that. I think that comes down to a certain level of the mindfulness of being. Mm -hmm. The sensory experience of maybe it's a collar or it's a specific action. I think it goes back to what we talked about last week where you have to create that habit for yourself. And I think that if you can start that new habit with a little bit of mindfulness mixed in, mm -hmm. like, okay, I am now doing this thing because this is my submissive act and it makes me feel submissive and being very aware of how you feel and what you're doing and making those connections. I would imagine that there's something to the idea of associating an act submissive or dominant with that feeling of mindfulness and meditativeness that as you develop that habit, the correlation becomes stronger. So right. then you get to a point of, I put the collar on and I'm kind of mm -hmm. there. That's, I don't think a, an always going to happen kind of thing. I think it's like anything else for a day or a week or a month. Yes. You feel that consistently. And then you have a, an off day and your mind is just somewhere else and you can't easily make that connection again. Um, I think it's just the nature of being a person in the world, especially yeah. now. Um, but I think that if you're not automatically having that kind of response, there's nothing wrong with you, but I think you mm -hmm. can learn that kind of response. And as well. In in my own way, I experienced that when we first got together and I was working a full-time job. Mm -hmm. When I come home at the end of the day, I don't know if you remember this, I it, it just kind of came to me a little bit. Um, when I came home at the end of the day, you used to undress me. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And, and that, for me, was like my catalyst to let things let the day go so here's how two people can see the same thing completely differently i was happy to do it mm -hmm. uh, it was a submissive act it's what you wanted that was right. fine i never had a connection with it okay which is right. fine i yeah. don't have to have a connection with mm -hmm. it. If you have the connection with it that's all that matters that's all that matters mm -hmm. but yeah it's it was like i could never get out of my head for it mm -hmm. it was okay. never that sort of I and when I imagine that kind of thing you know undressing your partner whether as a dominant act or a submissive act it was never that sort of black and white slightly airbrushed uh fantasy picture in my head that too much tumbler quite frankly <laughs> uh, prepared me for it was it, it never had the for me it never had like the romantic kind of 
um, energy vibe. It was, it was, I think it's, I think this is an example where mindfulness would have helped me because I could never get past the, oh shit, I don't know how to do this fucking belt buckle and fuck, what order do I take things off in? What is the most, because I'm coming into it going, what is the most efficient use of time, energy, and body movement here to get this done? And maybe it be a little bit sexy. And there's, you know, pulling somebody's shirt off over their head uh, when it's, the angles aren't quite right, not a sexy thing to me. It just looks kind of, you know, you don't have any hair because you're just, but hair goes flying funky. <laughs> In our case, glasses go, because who would forget to pull the glasses off, even though I've worn them oh, 35 years. I know that you take your glasses off. Most of the time we take your shirt off because that's just easier, me. So I would forget to remove your glasses to take off your shirt. And if it was a pullover <laughs> shirt, I'd pull it over your head and your glasses are skewed. I'm like, oh, fuck, this is not graceful. So for you, it was more of a stressful experience. And for me, it, it, <laughs> it was a way to start letting go of the day. Which is not at all the topic of this yeah. uh, particular episode, but is a good reminder that, yes, two people can have who are in a, a, a moment that you both consent to and want to be there and still have completely different experiences <laughs> of that same said moment. <laughs> yeah. But it, it was also something I was happy to do for you. Yeah. Because it was about service and submission and it was about doing what you wanted me to do, which I do not always have to be in the fucking zone. I can, mm-hmm. <laughs> I can be my chaotic, messy, awkward self and still find joy in it and still get pleasure from it or still yeah. be happy that I'm able to do it. But when we talk about the am I in the moment kind of thing, is this, you know, bringing me back to another part of myself? No. <laughs> For <laughs> me, that tends to be very sensorial that tends to be part of like the stuff we do in a scene it's why sometimes in past scenes when we couldn't like when i thought i was getting a deep tissue massage and next thing you wanted to watch me scream and dance on my toes and have big big reactions Mm -hmm. i would be like but where's my deep tissue massage it wasn't that i wanted impact that was just pleasant and light and thuddy i mean i did or i wouldn't have said that But it was because that is what allows me to sink into the moment gotcha. and practice that mindfulness that they're talking about in this article. Now, can I, could I, and should I learn mindfulness in those types of scenes where you're kind of all over the place and you're Ooh, ramping up the sensations and it's you know not that deep tissue massage? Like, yeah, I could. Will I? I don't know. (laughs) Um, There have been times when it was deeply painful, like overwhelming, not my favorite kind of pain. Mm -hmm. And I did have those have those experiences where it was kind of like meditative or whatever. Um, I think those are the times you slowly increased the intensity because I think back to that one scene we've referenced it multiple times. We're at 312. I was hanging on this suspension thing above my head, my arms up above my head. And it was the time that one of the times you took a long paddle and you Louisville sluggered it across my ass. And I screamed so loud they heard me in the parking lot (laughs) over the music. Mm. And yet my memory of that. Now, granted, I have the distance from the moment to the memory and it gets fuzzy when you have that. Yes, it was overwhelming seriously painful i wouldn't have screamed otherwise but my memory of that moment is less chaotic than scenes i clearly remember where you tortured and teased with a lot of sharp pain or maybe the cane or whatever and i was both begging you to stop and begging you not to stop and that wasn't i was in the moment, I was fully present. We were playing. We were feeding off of one another. Mm-hmm. But it wasn't that quiet mindfulness of just being in my head the way I think that particular scene where you swung Ooh, like that excuse me. ended. So, yeah, I, th- I would almost say that there's, from my perspective, that there are multiple ways to experience mindfulness 
as well. Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah. Um, let me take a look here. <laughs> I'm looking at my nose. Okay. okay. Um, a couple of things you mentioned that I ended up saving in my notes as well mm -hmm. that we've already talked about that I think we've we've touched on, but just in case there's more to say. <laughs> that um, when we're again, I they are referencing scenes, and I think this is true in power exchange as well. Just the the act of being your submissive self or being your dominant self. They talk about, as a bottom, certain kink acts or kink, kink in general um, can be a, an escape from higher level processing that we do as people. I will honestly say that, yes, it is the thing sometimes that shuts my mind off. Um, if I can allow it to shut mm -hmm. off long enough to be in the moment, I'm like, and it was easier in early days. Yes. It was easier when we were long distance because when we came together, we were fully aware, hyper aware that this was our time to be our power exchange It was more self. intense at that point. It was point. much yes. more intense. Early days when we lived together, that mindfulness and that ability to let the rest of the world kind of fade to the background and be in the moment was, was much easier to achieve. And then for tops, it's kind of the other side of the coin. We can, if submissives can let go of those daily stressors and things work higher level processing as they call it for tops it's you have to be fully present in the moment but that is where you get back to that flow state mm -hmm. um i had a thought and it just fell away uh oh it was oh. a fleeting thought <laughs> i think there's some benefit to practicing mindfulness within your power exchange or your kink if you mm -hmm. do not relate to any of the ways any of this has been described and you do not see for yourself that you achieve those states even a little bit even sometimes i don't think you're going to achieve them all the time i think sometimes the outside world is too damn loud and it's stuff on your mind like yeah. would i love a scene tomorrow that allowed me to not think about motorcycle accidents, car accidents, <laughs> money, and a few other things. Yeah, I, I would love that. But I'm not sure that right now in this moment, I'm in a state where that could happen without me putting in the effort for it. Mm. And I think effort is kind of a strange word to use with something like meditative mindfulness because it's not like, like you're supposed to be like, strenuously like forcing something because the more you force mm -hmm. it the less likely it is to happen yeah but of being aware and sort of telling myself let it go it'll be there when you yeah. get done with this be in this moment um could i benefit from that mm -hmm. yeah is it a skill like anything else that i think we can learn yeah um well like like anything else also i lost my train of thought sorry that's okay i'll pick up for you thank you um you know just like you know, subspace and, and top space is is something we all would like to get to. But I think everyone would agree nobody gets there all the time. And it's I, the same thing with, with the mindfulness. While I think it is a good um, thing to be aware of, just like anything else, you're not going to get there all the time. Mm-hmm. Agreed. So. Um, yeah, I think, I think I'm more mindful. I, I don't want to say mindful is not the right word. I prefer focus. Okay. I like to focus. Mm -hmm. I get very frustrated when I can't focus, when I'm not allowed to focus. Mm -hmm. There's other things. And yet, I find it very difficult to bring that same sort of flow state focus energy to pleasurable things that mm. I cannot describe as having a purpose. Now, not everything in this world has to have a purpose. I'm aware of that. And things that are pleasurable, have, that's a purpose in and of itself is to be pleasurable, to help you relax, to just feel good, to be a source of connection and intimacy. Mm. And yes, but I am also a production, a production, a product. What are words? I don't know. I'm a product of a society that values productivity okay? <laughs> and output <laughs> and accomplishing things. And I know who I am. So 
I, um, I want to be mindful mm -hmm. in those moments that do not have a quote work purpose. They have a purpose, but it's all the soft stuff. It's connection, it's intimacy, mm -hmm. it's pleasure. It's to just to fucking unwind. And yet <laughs> that is a place I struggle with it the most. And yet okay. when I'm working, when I'm doing a creative thing, when I'm trying to achieve a goal, I leave me the hell alone so I can focus because I want to get um, mindful um, in that um, way. I enjoy it. I um, I feel better for it. I feel like it's it produces better outcomes. And that mindset is something that can um, absolutely be um, translated, sorry y'all, translated into um, What am I trying to say? Translating to kink, holy crap, mm -hmm. y'all, holy crap. But it also reminds me that I can't do multiple things at once yeah. <laughs> because focus is so important to me. I love to focus. I enjoy focusing. Mm. Why, why don't I enjoy it, love it, and want to do it in kinky aspects? That's a whole thing where we'd have to take a trip into my psyche about how um, I feel like I have to earn pleasure and I have to earn good things mm -hmm. and I have to have deserved to have that. None of that's good. Please, if you please, if you're nodding along with me when I say that and you agree with it, please know that that's not a necessarily a good thing. <laughs> <laughs> we don't have to earn pleasure. We don't have to earn the ability to relax and to do things that we enjoy. Like, no, we do. We do not need to do that. Would you agree with the thought that um, mindfulness, you know, working towards mindfulness um, is takes practice? Yes, I would Some, absolutely agree. Something that you have to, you know, kind of exercise at and, and work at to achieve. Yes. Yes, mm -hmm. it's a skill like any other. Yeah. And I think that it's a little bit easier if you can go back to points where you've done it naturally without knowing you did it and then try to reverse engineer what you did mm -hmm. um, and go, okay, what was that? What was I doing? What What is it about that experience that stood out to me? What did I like about it? So that's why I can look back on those times where I've gotten into that meditative state and I know what kind of impact play it was. I know what kind of sensation I was feeling. Mm -hmm. I know um, what we were doing. And then for me, because I suck at this, my job would be to go, okay, what was it about that? And how can I maybe replicate it? Um, Again, in different circumstances. Yes, click that. <laughs> poor, uh, poor JB's trying to click buttons while I'm trying to talk, and I'm trying to help him click buttons, and he's trying to listen, and it's one of those days. Yeah. So, I um, yeah. I don't. I, I feel like I'm rambling at this point. Also, mm -hmm. it doesn't help that my. I haven't been able to focus. See, I freaking hate f not being able to focus. I get cranky. Yeah, like, I'm I know. that person who's like, I can't start a thing if I can't focus on a thing, or I will procrastinate starting on a thing until the quote perfect time. And sometimes the quote perfect time there's no such thing and you kind of got to do stuff in between other things. And other times it's just a tool for, of procrastination of, um, you know, I'm, I'm making up that reason why I don't want to do something, but sometimes it's because I know I do my best work and this is on a work side when I can focus, mm -hmm. which makes me think that some of our best kink experiences or that kink experiences in general are made better when I can focus on them. 
I know our sex life has been made better when I'm focusing on that and not making a to-do list or writing a blog post in my head at the same time. Do I have one of those kinds of minds? Yes, I do. (laughs) (laughs) But there are a lot of benefits to being mindful and being in the moment. There's the, you're feeling less pain if what you don't want to feel is the pain. I mean, some of us are like, I'm here to feel the pain. I don't want to like make that kind of fade to the background. uh, That's what I'm trying for. But if you want to handle more sensations than you have otherwise or go longer than you sometimes do, part of that can be mindfulness. But I go back to power exchange. You want to feel your submissive headspace more. Maybe it's about practicing mindfulness. You know, you want to, um, um, be more present during sexy times, mindfulness. I'm thinking all the ways I'm not very mindful. (laughs) But yes, I do think it's a skill. I think it was a fascinating article. I like when there's a study on BDSM that is positive. Uh, It reminds me of a study that came out ages ago and several very kind people sent me the actual study to read where they talked about um, BDSM. People who are into BDSM tend to have... On certain, in certain ways, either better mental health or just better recognize their own mental health. Mm-hmm. Um, because we are just a subsection of uh, all of humanity. And so, yes, yeah. there will be people with mental illness and, you know, other physical illness and all kinds of stuff. Um, but because of the skills that we apply to have healthy BDSM experiences and relationships... And because getting into BDSM often, not always, but often requires embracing parts of yourself that the rest of the world maybe can't embrace about themselves. We also tend to be more aware of our mental health and more able to speak about it and be happier, Mm -hmm. blah, 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 because we're fulfilling a part of who we are, regardless of what societal expectations are. So that was a positive one I really liked seeing. And this is a positive one I really sure. like seeing that there are practical applications in what we do in kink that apply to all other parts of our life, which we've said many, many times. Yes. A lot of the skills that we learn as power exchange couple are transferable to other parts of uh, life in the world and what we do in it. So, mm-hmm. you know, every time somebody wants to say, well, you know, that's true for non-kinksters too. It's like, oh, I know that. <laughs> <laughs> no shit. <laughs> um, because yeah, yeah, these things that we do, let's focus on the positive things that we can do as mm-hmm. kinksters, those positive things, good, in-depth communication, giving feedback, mindfulness in this case. Yeah. We can pick up that ability and plop it in another part of our life. Not always as easily because in power exchange, we are, um, what am I trying to say? We are, we've negotiated that we will do that. We are aware of our roles. We've explicitly stated most of the time our roles. And so when you take these skills and you're doing that with somebody else who understands, at least on some level, what you're trying to accomplish, it's easier. When I pick up my communication skills and apply them to my parenting life, if I don't do it with context to the kids of what my expectations are and the roles we fulfill, it is more difficult. It's a little one-sided. Mm-hmm. If I talk, I'm glad I don't have a boss. I like working for myself. But if I, as my <laughs> submissive self, and when, before I knew I was submissive, I talked to bosses the way I talk to you because that's kind of who I am and that's how I related to bosses and authority figures. Sometimes that worked out well with those bosses because they were respectful, decent human fucking beings Mm -hmm. and they were Mm -hmm. um, fine with having somebody talk to them that way and not taking advantage of that without the negotiation and understanding our roles. And other times I got taken serious advantage of. And so the skills are transferable, but without the clear understanding that you should be developing in a power exchange that doesn't always translate and so it is a little bit more difficult but if you learn how to in this case be mindful in kink scene you can apply some of those things that you learn and be mindful when you're doing something else when you're doing something purely vanilla right and a thank you i'm a liar for the super chat thank Um, you um i this has been more chaotic than i intended it to be i was so proud of myself for having notes And then I couldn't even be mindful in our own episode. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Which just proves that 
we're all works in progress. And here's true, here's true. the downside. When you're not mindful, you get you get whatever the fuck this was. Oh my god. Um <laughs> <laughs> I highly recommend checking out the article uh, linked in the places description box yeah. on YouTube, show notes. It, it's on, a very interesting read. It is. And then you yeah. can click through to the study and you can, you know, take a look at that if you're if you like to nerd out on stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Um So yeah. Is there more we can say? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Am Always. I so chaotic right now that all of the intelligent thoughts I had yesterday while I was prepping for this episode have flown out of my brain? Yes. Mm. Yes, they have. Mm. Yes, they have. Um, I think that, I think this article is a great article. I think if you can teach yourself some of the skills of mindfulness and apply that to parts of your power exchange and your kink, um, it creates better experiences Mm -hmm. um, that does not negate the experiences you have where you cannot be mindful when the outside world is interfering too much but I some of my favorite scenes are the ones where everything else faded away and it was just the two of us so it's it's tough I mean I you know even even in just a general world it is tough to be mindful and be in the moment there's there's Agreed. so many distractions you know um when i was doing regular craft shows prior to the pandemic mm-hmm. i was shocked at the number of people walking around and they're not looking at what's around them the mm-hmm. the events the the vendors the this they're walking around looking at their phone mm-hmm. you know and and they're totally missing everything that's that's around them you know, so it it kind of falls into many aspects of life. And there's a balance to be had with all of it. Like for for many of us, we have entire worlds and communities and friendships and and relationships built online. And so you go mm-hmm. online because that's where your people are. And yet, yes, you can spend so much time in a digital space that you forget to look up and be present in a moment where you physically are. Yeah. Um, when the that is a safe, healthy, good place that you want to be. <laughs> because I think many of us kind of understand mindfulness on that scale. Have I mean, how many of us, myself included, have started watching something or scrolling something online on and, our phone? And, and you you've fall lost down a rabbit hours. hole. Yeah. And sadly, it's not mindfulness because most of the time you can't remember what you watched. You don't yeah. know where, who you were, what you were, where you, none of that. It's, it's not brain candy. It's not true mindfulness. Yeah. But can we get so focused on that that it we could even lie to ourselves and call that? Yeah. But yeah, there are times when, yeah, look up and see what's around you. Um, I've, I've seen more relationships fall apart because we forget to be in the moment mm-hmm. with, with a partner. And if you have a partner you don't want to be in the moment with, that tells you a lot. And please do yeah. something about that. Okay. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but we can forget to be in the moment with our partners. Yeah. And yes, you can forget that even when you're in power exchange and you're very aware of your role. So, mm-hmm. yeah. So, yeah. Interesting article. Yep. Um, highly recommend reading it. Um, yeah. Clearly, I could keep going. Um, my stomach has much to say, apparently. Uh, sorry if that's being picked up by the mic. Um, but I think I think that's enough. I think, it's think, I think so. so. Yeah. Are we good? Probably not. Okay. Keep, keep it kinky, kinky, y'all. And we'll see you next week. Yes, baby girl. Can I talk to the crickets, please? Haven't you been talking to them for the last 45-ish minutes? Or? And has my stomach. Both. We're 54 all, minutes. We have a lot. We've had a lot to say. Yeah. Okay. Oh Go my ahead. Gosh. My, for real, what the heck? The stomach. Uh, <laughs> our stomachs are talking to one another. I really hope <laughs> the, my friend's not picking that up. Uh, I also would like to uh, apologize to anybody who this is the first time you're ever coming across us and interacting with us on the internet because, wow, on one hand, yes, it is always like this. Uh, but on the other, this is a rougher day than, than we have been. Yeah. And I was so excited for this topic. Um, so, bonus section stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, you continue to recover from being hit by a literal fucking car. I am. I'm I'm pretty close to um, being back to 
what I consider normal. (laughs) Normal is a relative term. Yeah. Uh, You certainly are working long hours. Yeah. Well, the the weather has turned nice for Mm -hmm. Florida. Mm -hmm. Uh, We we are definitely in fall for Florida. I wore long pants twice over the weekend. It was great. And uh, I've been soaking it up. And uh, one day it was like one o'clock, and I still hadn't come in. You came out and were like, "Do you know what time it is?" Here, here's <laughs> going to be the really good submissive <laughs> that you love to have, and go, "Look, you can do whatever the hell you want. I just want to uh, let you know it's uh, kind of late. Is, yeah. Are you doing that on purpose?" <laughs> I, I I just got so focused and and into what I was doing, I just kept doing what I was doing. And I'm not mad at it. Okay, I'm not mad about it at all. Um, I would say I have, I feel like I have focused when I can, but I've had to be aware this week. So I've got a call today and see if we've got any word on can the car oh, be yes. fixed starting November 15th. That was on my mind. I was going to ask you about oh, that after I've we had a plan. finished Don't here worry. too. Yeah. Because that's what's going on with me lately. There's yeah. always so many other things to keep up with. There's almost no space for focusing. So the 16-year-olds need rides home from school, but, like, we're not talking 3 o'clock in the afternoon rides. This is 10, 15 mm-hmm. in the morning because they only had one class during the day. Yeah. Um, so I'm going back and forth with that, and then I'm keeping up with phone calls, and I'm keeping up with your schedule, and I'm keeping up with the 12-year-old schedule, and then I'm keeping up with my own schedule, and it's like, what is focus? I don't know. Um, this past weekend, uh, my mom came to town. Uh, and we mm-hmm. spent the weekend with, as I explained last week, the sisters, my mom and my aunt. Um, and we had a good time. Um, went to a bookstore. My mom was like, well, I'm buying my grandchildren books and you're my child and it's your birthday. Would you like some books? And I was like, first I went, no, no, I'm fine. I'm fine. And then I went, well, that's dumb. She's offering to pay for books. Right. Yes, please. And then I had to narrow down like the 85 I wanted to too. That well, you was know, painful, that, that I, but I, I still got books. I, I have to admit it. Mm-hmm. That was my favorite moment mm-hmm. because I was asked if I wanted to go with y'all to the store. Mm-hmm. And I was like, thank you, but no thanks. And everybody was gone. Mm-hmm. I had the house to myself except for two cats and a dog. Mm-hmm. And it was wonderful. <laughs> It was wonderful. Uh, I have not had the house to myself in weeks. So I'm going to need all y'all to go somewhere at some point. <laughs> and Giga, yeah, Giga lives in South Florida and says, open my windows yeah. for the first time this year and aired the house out. So did so we. Did we. <laughs> so did like, we. First of all, it stinks in here. But second of all, we don't even need the AC on. The weather is so nice outside. Please open mm-hmm. the windows. Um, mm-hmm. We have not turned the AC on back on no. since. I can't wait to see our electric bill. Uh, this is the time of year for the electric bill. Um, so, yeah, that was good. And then while we were all together, we planned out my mom's next visit. She made it sound like she was coming for Thanksgiving. Yeah. Um, and we all, all of the adults in the family, we would tell you we have pretty good comprehension skills. We feel like we're critical thinkers and we understand what people tell us. And we're talking to her about her next visit, and she says something about what days she would be arriving. And we were like, wait, every one of us, to a person, was like, wait, I thought you were coming for Thanksgiving. And she goes, no, the weekend before. We're like, that's fine. Whenever you would like to come visit, we're fine. But that is not what any of us thought. So we're going to celebrate Thanksgiving the weekend before as a big group, which we haven't done in years years and years mm-hmm. um and then maybe not worry about much of anything on that actual thursday <laughs> yeah the cooking will be done by then um <laughs> so yeah she's coming back and she might be coming back in december i'm having i'm having a, a minor surgery and be laid up for a little bit which it's all fine don't worry nobody panic it's like mm-hmm. good but she, she might come back for that I'm not going to tell her no because my mom did not spoil me as a kid. We didn't have anything for her to spoil me. Like (laughs) she didn't have time. We didn't have money. I was not my my, it was my grandmother's job to spoil me. But now that I'm an adult and I don't ask for anything from her at this point because I learned those lessons the hard way. um, She wants like it's almost like she looks for reasons. And Mm -hmm. look. When I'm laid up on the couch recovering, 
I will not mind however my mom would like to spoil me. Nor will I mind however my, my daddy Dom would like to spoil mm-hmm. me. I'll be happy to be spoiled mm-hmm. at that point. So if she comes for that, I'll be like, Mom, I could really <laughs> use a book and a coffee. Uh, <laughs> and I'm pretty sure I will get it. <laughs> so, yeah, I... Uh, but it was a good visit. I, I I was exhausted afterwards. Like I was Monday. I had no energy. Oh yeah, it, and I was yeah. actually ignoring text messages um, because I couldn't. I could not people anymore. And it was just yeah. them. It wasn't like it was a a bunch of people I didn't know. I mean, I so I much. I truly love your family dearly. Mm-hmm. They're 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 wonderful people. Um, they have. Uh, you know, been great to me since mm-hmm. we've known each other. But yeah, I mean, it was nice for them to be here, but it was also nice for them to go home. Yeah. <laughs> Sunday yeah. was my favorite because Sunday is the day we go to my aunt and uncle's house. Mm-hmm. So we decide when we arrive, we decide when we leave. We don't have to cook in the middle. And I'm like, right. I'm yeah, I'm here for I'm here for this Sunday mm-hmm. visit. Um, mm-hmm. my coffee does not taste good. Please taste my coffee. I didn't do anything funky to it. It'll taste like your coffee. Is it just me? I think it's just you. Oh, it doesn't taste right. <laughs> I don't like it. I'm going to keep <laughs> drinking it, but I don't like it. Um, what else? I think that's I, about it. That, that's about it. I mean, I, I've just been really working in the shop a lot. Um you know, with with the accident, I did lose three weeks of work. Sure. Um, bad time of the year to lose three weeks of work. Mm-hmm. And uh, I've just been out there trying to hit it hard and play catch up. I think you're doing a good job. Trying, trying. So yeah, that's yeah. that, and that's us. And I'll bet money the moment we stop recording, I'll go. Oh, there was a thing I was going to tell them. I can't remember. Mm. It'll have to wait for another another time, another day, another moment. Yeah. Um, but I, I think that's it. For this week, yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, Lola is now snoring in the background. Yes, she is. But did her eye crack open yep, when her, I said her name? Yes, it did. Yes, it did. Yes, it did. Yes, it did. Um, but that is it for uh, us um, this week, this time. Mm-hmm. Thanks for being here, listening, uh, yeah. sitting through me losing my train of thought. How many times? Oh, my God. Oh, my God. <laughs> um, yeah. We Mm. will be back next week. We will. Uh, We'll talk to you later. Bye. Bye.